Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. We are excited. Yeah, we are. Thrilled? Joyed? Super fucking excited. We are. Yeah, we'll see right there. There's like neon lights. <laughs> but no, we're, we're really, we we we're, get a chance every once in a while to be We're micro excited? We're very micro excited. Not not micro excited like it's cold outside micro excited, <laughs> right? It's it's more in line of where. Like it's always micro even when it's not cold. Is that? Uh, Does your mom tell you everything? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, so what <laughs> you know we don't get to talk about when we get to do a one-on-one we have probably that's by far the hardest type of show to be able to create uh, yeah i think our one-on-ones we try and make sure that they're a lot more intentional and designed yeah and i mean not to say that the strains aren't intentional by design but it's a little bit more free-flowing we review the strain but when we talk about a one-on-one, we want to make sure that it's going to be something that we not only feel we practiced ourselves, but we wish others would practice. And that's today's topic is microdosing. Yeah. Microdosing THC and uh, shit, we're going to talk about microdosing. Psilocybin as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, both of them very medicinal. Yeah. Uh, and thinking about microdosing. Very intentional. It has to be, but it's also a very kind way to bring somebody into cannabis. And, or psilocybin. Yeah, exactly, because it's not the full-blown effect. It's very mild. So focusing on THC, right? We, um, we got, we're working with a company that specifically focuses on microdosing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really nice on the sense because it's, it's easier to talk about that to talk about THC microdosing and then levels of uh, microdosing. So let's talk about why even microdosing though. Yeah. Because THC, um, cannabis specifically in high dose has the opposite effect often as it does in a low dose or a microdose. Correct. So often those people who get anxious, stressed, whatever from cannabis. They're not dosing it. Like Maybe we, it's just the dose. I, I think it is. It's the dose where... Like we enjoy flour. We always say flour first. That's my favorite. But there's multiple reasons why. So you can microdose with flour very easily. Yeah. It's taking a minute amount where you could do one hit worth if that's where you want to start. And it's it's a little bit more intimidating because of the culture of smoking and how it had wreaked havoc on Americans and people all over the world that it wasn't going to affect you. It's the whole thing of like smoking is bad. And even the right. the um, perception. A lot of people don't want to be perceived as someone who's smoking. Well, because what's the connotation of somebody who smokes? They're dirty, they're disgusting. Trashy, they're not, yeah. Right? It was like my daughter, she saw me um, smoking my happy camper while we were camping. So I was a yeah. happy camper because I was smoking my happy camper. Mm -hmm. But when I was smoking that, my daughter came over and told me, she goes, Dad, you know that's bad for you. So we went through that whole conversation back and forth of being able to understand, yes, I'm not going to lie. Yes, this there's burning plant in here and it, it will affect me. Inhaling something burning into your lungs is 
not the best. Right. right. I mean, most of us who live within urban settings or in large cities, we have to deal with a lot of smog. Utah is not a great place when oh, it comes no. to pollution. Horrible air quality. And it depends on where you're at in Utah. Yeah, that's you know, true. If you get in higher elevations, it's a... Oh, you get out in the mountains outside? Dude. Oh, it's amazing. You don't... You've never smelled air so clean. Ever. Yeah, it's delicious. But in the valley... Oh, it's just pure garbage. Yeah, and in, and we've had a really good year, I would say. It's not as much smog as previous years. Winter. Winter was the worst. Used Winter's to be. where it hits. But this last winter, at the end of it, it was really nice, right? I think we had more snow than we've had in ages, though, so it helps. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I went off topic. Yeah, random tangent. Yeah, but when when we're talking about being able to use cannabis in those microdoses with, with flour, I would almost be you'd have to be guided by somebody who knows what they're doing on that yes because you can't just roll up a pin joint and say here you go well and you wouldn't like it's tough because you never know what is a lot yeah and it's hard to dose if you have no idea what a dose is and if you're True. going into it on your own with a new product that you have no clue what to do it can be kind of scary well, and people can think of it almost as CBD. When you get into CBD, there are measurements to be able to take and how much is going to be. We tried that that one product, that CBD product, and even though that, whoa, um, it was really good. It was really good. It was very medicinal. And it's I am- It's an organic ground, not for the flavor. No, but for definitely the, not for the flavor. Medicine, yeah. But it's it's going right onto that point. It's If you're treating it like medicine- it will be medicine. Yeah. And and that's like let, let, let's talk about the microdosing that I feel is really pertinent to be able to understand and and from a personal uh a, from from my aspect, from your aspect, right? We talk about depression, right? Just because you read about a strain saying this is great for depression and you are very new to cannabis. The wrong thing to do is go out there and buy yourself a bag full of indica edibles and thinking that that's going to help or sativa edibles because somebody told you sativa is a great way to get rid of depression not so yeah. <laughs> not so there are so many different types of strains in the in the terpene profiles profiles really totally change yeah. the experience that's why different grows have different type of terpene profiles from different geographical locations so when yeah. we're talking about microdosing with thc the idea of going to an edible has always been very upsetting to me because unless you have done it yourself, and even then that's a little bit of a crapshoot. And in dosing by any means is not like pinpoint accuracy, but it's pretty damn close. You can get, but the, like it's hard because you still have to count for degradation of quality, like right. even over temperature, what was your percentage? And a lot of them will still like, You'll get ones that test their end percentage, but I feel like... Well, and it's an investment, too, because if you think about it, there's not really a whole lot of options in any type of dispensary that's going to say, here's a microdose. And then you will have advertisers for certain cannabis brands that will not bring up their name that I don't agree with on how they're being able to proposition edibles to everyday people. I don't care if it's a hemp-derived Delta 9. Yeah. It's still that's THC the same. 100%. Yeah. And that is going to turn into 11-hydroxy THC. And it's going to be five times stronger 
when they digest it. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. that's irresponsible. I believe the, the, even the advertisement going, "Hey, smoking a little harsh on your lungs." That's right, because I eat these edibles that fuck me up. Right? That's <laughs> what's going to happen, yeah. and that's not a very safe microdose. Not at all. It needs to be mild. It needs to feel well, gradual. So that's what scares people from going into cannabis or yeah. leaving it completely. So, and we talk about this, like edibles are terrible because of that, that dose of like, okay, one milligram, if it's five times stronger is five milligrams. If you're digesting it as an edible. Yeah. You don't think about that. Five milligrams is now 25 milligrams if you're digesting that as an edible. So if you're having that, okay, maybe your dose is really small, <laughs> but like, 25 milligrams, think about that. If someone's going, hey, I took a 10 milligram edible because that's supposed to be a dose, right? This is my first time. Right. Well, that just digests. Now that's five times stronger. That's 50 milligrams equivalent that you just ingested. You know what I just thought about? I thought about that video you did when I took 250 milligrams. Milligrams. Yeah. And if you did the math on that, right? But that's (laughs) like 2,500. It's not it's not bad, but it's though. not bad but i'm i'm for, saying for many people though people. for you who are a little bit more experienced right because you have certain physical circumstances that are going on with your body right none of them have to do with erectile dysfunction just clearing that up not at the moment just clearing <laughs> that up maybe me not him anyways my old ass but you know when when you've got all of those things going on within your nervous system and your cb2 that's hard because your body needs a lot of of stimulant outside to be able to take away from that pain. Yeah, it and, takes a lot to get rid of it. Right. I mean, you think about people who are suffering from the, I don't know what the fuck you got going on with you, called fibromyalgia, right? Oh, God. Yeah, and people, I feel so bad for them. It's just an autoimmune disease that has no name. Yeah. It's just like, we don't know what the fuck it is. So what's this now? Best of luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. But hope you, you can smoke some weed. Right. And that's exactly what it gets pointed to. But when you're getting into it, say you just recently were diagnosed with fibromyalgia, the worst thing to do would be to go consume an edible that you have no idea of the strain. And that's what the experience. Or the experience. Or the dose. And that's the other thing. That's why I think of microdosing products are a great entry to be able to help those who are one they don't want to smoke it but they definitely want to eat it and and it's not a shameless plug like i like this product for that reason would i consider this to be an everyday product for a more experienced user no but it's great to have on hand which one and it's discreet with the chill tablets so um let me uh throw in my two cents on that okay because even as a heavy medicinal user I still use the chill tablets. And it feels it feels decent. It's it's a Not nice for the THC because that's two milligrams, two point five milligrams of THC per tablet. Per tablet. But it's got like tons more cannabinoids in there than that. I know. So you're right? not going to have that feeling of feeling. any high anyway. But I do. Me, I feel really relaxed. Yeah. I feel the other cannabinoids. Yes. I don't feel the THC because it's such a so minor dose for you. Yeah. For me, my dose, I, I already have so much more in me that two milligrams isn't touching me. But the cannabino- uh, the other cannabinoids is what I feel. Yeah. 
So even as a daily heavy user, I still value and really like the chill tablets. But it's like if I'm feeling a little tense or just like, uh, I need to take the edge off, I just pop one of those. Yeah, and it's one of the great things about it as well is I, I like the consistency of feel of that, but I think about myself if I was starting out. Not like that. We, we've talked about so many times, like when we were, it was like my first real smoke sesh. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. <laughs> and like I had I way too much. And then the buddy that you had here, he was like, oh, you got to try this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And it was just like, whoa, that's too much. And I even told him, I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Because I am like, I can't even like, focus on anything other than this like freaking tiny tube of light of yeah existence. i'm just like what is yeah. going on but being slowly introduced to cannabis there are people that are going to be a little bit more apprehensive about it because of the 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 smoking part yeah we've already talked about edible part it takes a long ass time so the best way to do it if you're getting new into cannabis but i think these discrete tablets are fantastic so um my grandma that i made edibles for years ago yeah yeah she started getting head pain again. And, yeah. And she asked for cannabis because in the past it was up to fentanyl. She had tried every single thing and it was even fentanyl and it wasn't working. <sighs> and that just makes my skin crawl. Uh, yeah. It just, it's horrible. So now when this came back, she, instead of going to the doctor was like, Hey, can I get cannabis stuff for that? But it's bad enough that she's actually asking for something because she usually That's going to be a just, lot of pain. Yeah, she usually just lives with it. Like, she's from that generation of, yeah. we don't take anything, we don't need anything, I'm not dead. Like, so... Yeah, they'll live in, they'll live in pain. Yeah, they exist in pain. Their existence will be miserable before they will take something. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand that. Because I live with chronic pain every single day, and I can't imagine going, no, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'd rather just stay where I'm at. Yeah. Like, I get surgery can be terrifying for some things, and some aren't. Like, they said my back was inoperable at the time. So for that, it's something that I can understand there being a fear of. But... Why why hate yourself that much to put yourself in that type of pain? Yeah, I think the stigma too with it is that pain meds are a typical go-to right away, right? Because that's what was pushed for a really long time. Now, we know the adverse effects. We know that people still get addicted to it. I mean, the numbers have dropped, but it's still pretty high comparatively speaking. And it's, it's harder to get where you have a natural painkiller in cannabis and that's no lie. That's not, you know, no. somebody trying to, and yeah. if you're sharing this with somebody who just goes, yeah, whatever, you know, cannabis, that's not going to be able to help me. Well, <laughs> it's good to start out in microdoses because then yeah. now you can, like these tablets, right? Like I've, I've given them to family members and my, my sister-in-law has, she's had a very rough life. Let's just say that she's had a very rough life. Um, yeah. Two kids from two different dads. Both Take me a second. I had to think, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just tragic. It's very tragic because yeah. it's with that, and she just suffers with this like pain of feeling like an elephant's on her chest. And got to be a lot of stress. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and she's had like she's gotten uh, she's been able to get like the um, 
like syrups, the THC syrup that you can put into like water or something like okay. that, like water soluble, yeah. but more on the flavor side. It's not something you would put in a drink. It's something that you would just shoot. Oh, weird. Yeah. And it's, it's okay, but it's inconsistent for her because it's more THC focused. Oh. And so she, yeah. like every once in a while she'll take it and she's like, oh, I feel good. Fuck the world. I don't care. Just depends on her mood. Everything else exactly. is going on. What's going on with her. Exactly. Yeah. And it's too much. Like she can't just do that in the middle of the day because she doesn't know how her body's going to feel. But I gave her these and she was able to feel like there wasn't an elephant sitting on her chest. She just felt like. That's huge. Oh. Could you but, imagine? And it was really hard for her because she didn't want to get, you know, messed up in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's the okay. reason why microdose is so much better for those who are getting into it slowly. Even then. like, Because my wife is the same way. She microdosed, but now she, she can enjoy cannabis just like I can. Do you really want to get messed up during Never. the day? I don't, I don't want to get messed up anytime. Yeah, I don't have a desire to get like messed up. And even at, during the day, there's times that I'm like, man, I wonder what it would be like to feel some of the highs that I did when I first started. Yeah. But then I'm like, but why? Because I can still take an edible or go puff on a pen and go wander an art museum. Yeah, and I and feel, enjoy, I feel it. I can still enjoy the same experience. Exactly. I don't have to be crazy high, but I also don't have, like, it's ridiculous for me to go take 800 milligrams, I feel like, and go to an art gallery. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it. And it, it is, it's different. I remember like when you got me those disposable pens from Colorado, whenever you would go up oh, yeah. and I would puff on those and I would be like, out of my mind trying to mow my lawn. My lawn wasn't big lawn. No. But it would take me two and a half hours to mow my yard because- That's wild. I, I was just having a good time. I, but I wasn't, the thing, if I look back at it, I would have more appreciated being able to slowly get into it to appreciate what I'm feeling. And that's why, and, and I won't I won't keep beating this dead horse if anybody thinks we're just trying to pitch him because I, we really enjoy them because of that reason alone is that it's a consistent feeling. It's small. It's not large. And it doesn't last long, but it kicks in pretty quickly. I like it's around about 20 minutes, at. like max. But that's, I can feel it within 10. That's another struggle with um, edibles. Is right. It takes so long to kick in. And even if you're, even if you're trying to microdose and you're giving someone a small piece of an edible, okay, maybe it was two hours and they still didn't feel anything. My first time was like two and a half or three hours. I didn't feel it. I took two more. And then it all kicked in later. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I'm high. Well, and that's that talking about that, like when you when you get those feelings from an edible, it's you're not dosing it. Okay. You can't tell me. You're going to rip apart, unless that thing was a perfectly made square, right? That was 100% like evenly distributed. Yes, molds. Because they're never that way. Never. They're never perfect. They're shapes. And they're never the same. Like, We'll okay. take nerd rope. Okay, The yeah. nerd rope ones, right? They're 500 milligrams for a nerd rope. Yeah. You're not going to dose that properly. You're no. Not... Well, and it's, 
it's going to be and 500 it's be, milligrams for the entire row. Right, but what side got more? Because yeah, that's not yeah, going to be evenly exactly. distributed. And it's, that's the problem. So it's like any other edible. You have moments or pieces of it, if you were to break it up, you're like, okay, this piece, I hardly felt anything. This piece, I felt a lot. This piece, I didn't feel anything at all. Like there's so much inconsistency. I feel like if you were to break that up, because usually from one small section to the next, they're not 100% the same like molecular breakdown. Nope, not at all. And and you just go into it. What, what do they do constantly when they're manufacturing these things? They're looking for fun ways to be able to go, hey, it's not, it's not plain Jane. But again, I don't need my medicine to be candy. And I have yeah. to, you reminded me of that today when I tried the CBD products that we, we tried earlier. We'll do a review on it later on, but it wasn't my favorite taste. No. But when you talked about being medis- medicine, my medicine doesn't need to taste good. If we think back to old times medicine. Even medicine now. My aspirin doesn't taste good. My Tylenol doesn't taste good. Yeah, but you can get candy coated. You can. Get it mint But then coated. it's just coated mint. with something else. Yeah. and it's, it's not the actual medicine. The medicine tastes like shit. Well, let's talk about, I mean, just even burning the plant, right? Yeah, yeah. there are flavors... That we can taste, but that's more for an experienced user. And I will say the happy camper really helps. Yeah. Because it, does. it has that like the filter and that filter makes a big difference. Huge difference. In the flavor of it. Well, and it, it, it just makes it, I don't know, it's just a clean way to dry herb. Yeah. It's the cleanest way to dry herb. And and that may even go for vaporizers, like vape, some vaporizers. Don't worry to pull that out. So you don't get the same carcinogens because you're not actually burning it. When you don't activate the flame to flower, you don't have the same carcinogens. Because you're baking it. You're baking it, yeah. So usually you're not activating that. Um, that Well, unless you can, like like the Mighty Plus, you can nuke it. You can turn it up pretty high. Oh, Yeah, you're getting up to 400. Oh, mine does that too on my uh, Dr. Solo 2. No. Oh, yeah, your Solo 2. My Dr. Dabber, my, I honestly, I've used that for flour once, and I was like, Meh. just to try it. And I'm like, I like any of my other vaporizers for flour better. So I just, I prefer that one for concentrates, and it's great for that, but... Yeah. I, no, and, and another thing, like on, man, you just made me think of it. Like, that's one of the reasons why I really like tinctures. Because yes, the whole bottle you can you can get that going, but if you're stepping up your microdosing game, it's where you can go from drop, yeah, and that's how I've gotten my dad, my mom, and my girlfriend with all theirs, hooked is all just with <laughs> drops. It's all drops. Yeah, I know because it's like I can dose you down to the point that you're not going to get high, right? And you can get the experience of. No stress, no anxiety or yeah. pain or sleep, whatever it is that you're needing, just depending on dose. Well, and the experience is going to be different from when you smoke it. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about microdosing with smoking cannabis, a really good one is to use a vaporizer, I feel, yeah. because it's it's a smaller bowl, like take the Pax 3 that I used to love. I used oh, to love, love, bowl. love it. It's such a tiny bowl. You don't need, and you can get like a, the cap over there when you mm-hmm. put it down. It'll make it even smaller. Like it's smaller yeah. than the just a doing a half smaller. bowl in that. And it's a great experience if that's what you want. And when you talk about vaporizing, that should be talked about with microdosing. 
not yeah. going flame to flower because it's a lot more difficult unless you know your dose. Well, because <clears throat> let's say that for the first time you're actually going and you don't have a joint or right. even if you do, the problem is if you've never smoked before, you're probably going to inhale too much, too little. Or not at all. Not at all. It'll go into your mouth and not your lungs. Like there's all of these things that you don't realize and you might not even feel. And you're going to go to it and go, man, that experience wasn't anything what I hoped it would be. And that's what's going to push people away from it. Yeah. And they, they don't like the experience. And what do you typically hear in the horror stories? And when they don't microdose. Or they get way too high. Because yeah. it's even with taking a hit. Okay, well, I didn't know. So I lit the whole bowl. And I just took, like, I just yeah. kept pulling. How much flour was in yeah. there? Yeah. How much did you hit? Like, how big was your hit? How much did you inhale? And so it's it's so nice to have a friend or someone there to go, hey, go low. Go slow. No, that that's a big hit. All right, shit. Like, yeah, even the hit the that CBD, I just took. Like, <laughs> yeah, even the hit so. that I just took. That's another thing, too, talking about that, because you can lessen the effects of your THC. So we did a review before this, right? Mm-hmm. And I took the CBD after, and it was that very strong-tasting CBD. It was very potent within minutes. Yeah. I felt a dramatic change in how I felt. And by the time we got... Two minutes, three minutes, I'd say. Yeah, two, three minutes. I mean, it kicked in. Boom. It was fast. That was super fast. That is by far the strongest CBD I've ever tried. Really? I 100%, because I'm more sensitive to it, because I don't use it as much. The only one stronger that I've had is one that Derek made once in all. Oh, I would believe that. But aside from that... Derek's a wizard. Yes, amazing He's a sorcerer. Yeah, he can... But aside from that, this, I think, is the next strongest stuff that I've had. Yeah, I, I really, I've enjoyed the experience on it. I didn't enjoy the first part, but again, it goes nothing ahead. It's medicine, it's medicine. not well, and a treat. They have capsules, so you can just take the capsule. I think microdosing is definitely the best way to get into cannabis. Or, yeah. You know, so it's, if you do it properly, and that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Mine went off on a random tangent, so... Back to my grandma getting into cannabis. Yeah. Um, I gave her the capsules from this CBD company, and then I gave her discrete chill tablets. Because if I can help her with only a microdose, I don't have to make her macrodoses. Yeah. So I'm hoping that those will help and that I don't have to, you know... Well, that's a great thing, too, because say your system, maybe you've been an individual that's just like they swore off cannabis because some event happened or, you know, somebody was telling them that they were getting too paranoid or they're being too weird. Or Or you had a bad experience. Yeah, you had a really bad experience. Like my brother, terrified of edibles. I can't even bring him up. Has he tried a discreet tablet? Oh, there's no way. He won't touch it. He is terrified. Even though it's like, Two milligrams, and then most of it's can like other cannabinoids. Oh, I'm going to get him to try it. The thing for him though, it's that overdosing. Yeah. On and that's again, that's what you need to be thinking about. If you wouldn't eat, you said it before, you wouldn't need a whole bottle full of Tylenol, would no, you? It's just like any other medication. Yep. You don't take a whole bottle of Tylenol. You know exactly what dose works for you. Some yeah. people are like, I need half a well, tablet. And they have the recommended dose on the back. Right. You average like person takes two tablets and you're like, okay, cool. 
Right. That's what Advil or whatever says. And so you, they say the same, one, one okay. tablet, I but I haven't one touched any of that stuff in forever. Well, I but. still, I, I, I don't frequent it as much. I, but I understand that CBD, I would take that CBD every day. I have been. without a doubt. I would take that every day. And the reason why is because of the dose is the correct dose. And that's exactly when you talk about cannabis and microdosing, you need to gradually go into it. You can't just go in. Except for with CBD. Yeah. CBD I feel like if you microdose crazy. a CBD. No, no. You are actually just probably wasting your money. Well, and I'm not, I wasn't insinuating that you should microdose it, but there's a yeah, correct dose. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is a bare minimum dose that you can start out with, but CBD would be like, dude, don't consume too much lettuce, okay? Because it could be bad for you. So I read, uh, I didn't read and go research anymore to see what basis or backing there was behind it. But there was something that said that um, up to like 1,500 milligrams a day of CBD is fine while thinking. I'm pretty sure I've done more than that in a day. So, uh, yeah. But I could see if it's psychoactive, you know, I mean, if you went through a whole because it's pretty easy to go through a CBD tincture compared to a THC tincture. Well, you think about it, even if you're 3% or, you know, they have something, because there's a lot that they're like, hey, this is this many milligrams. And you're like, okay, even if you had 1,500 milligrams of CBD in a day, maybe that person might still feel high because even if it's full spectrum, what is the total cannabinoid of THC or every other one in there. So, yeah. You know. Well, and it, it, I I agree. I agree. And that's why that's why I've really enjoyed the just being able to experience discreet and give it to others and knowing that it's legal. It's yeah. something you can buy it's online. Cool, cuz they ship, ship to literally right to all 50 states. Yep. So it's so, fantastic. And it's they they've gone through recent price changes, which is way cool. They've gone through a yeah, complete brand that. change of what their focus is, and they're hitting the right it's market. It's true, because before... So, little quick side tangent. We liked Discreet's products. And then they were one of these companies that, in Utah, liked to be an MLM. And we're not into that. No. And they decided that, you know, hey, they weren't into that. So we decided to have a conversation, because mm -hmm. we like their products, but... We just don't like MLMs. We, we've been sitting on this product for probably half a year, if not longer. Yeah. Actually longer. Definitely longer. Yeah. It's yeah. about a year we've been sitting on this product because of that reason alone. And we had worked with a previous company that was doing the same thing. We don't like it. We just didn't, we couldn't do it anymore because of that reason alone. We just didn't see that that makes more sense to you guys. But I like these microdoses. Yeah. They also have... This is not microdosing, but they have these, um, I've been trying them out, these sleep tablets. Oh, yeah. You took, took two last night. Yeah. I don't know. I don't ever sleep good. So um, I'm not really sure. It has a lot of melatonin and L-theanine, so I woke up feeling tired this morning. A little groggy. Yeah. And that's the time that you take it out, but that's nice. And they also have... A relax one, which is even a microdose of a microdose. It's like no, two. no it's relax two. is um, is it more? It is oh, so I think the chill tablets are about two point five. I went and grabbed them real fast. The sleep one has five milligrams of CBN 
and 25 milligrams of CBD. And then it's also got uh, 90 milligrams of discrete sleep bend, which is L-theanine and melatonin. So, um, but the chill tablets are just 2.5 milligrams of THC and 15 milligrams of like full spectrum hemp stuff. Oh, wow. But the relief is a hundred total cannabinoids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a higher dose than that. But it's, I think, is more for pain relief and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what it's designed for. So, and that's what's cool about the chill ones, too. They, they're actually pretty tasty. All of them are actually really tasty. They're not bad. Yeah, they're like um, Smarties, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I take usually one of these every day. I take one of these every night. But I gave the relief ones to my grandma to try out um, as well with her head. Cause I was yeah, like, that's a good idea. I was like, uh... I could use these, but I have a million other products that I will use, and I want to see what's going to help you. So. You know, when we're talking about microdosing with THC, you have to understand that THC is a mild um, hallucinogen in many ways. It, it, THC can have hallucinogenic products uh, yeah, that properties. are associated. Yeah, yeah, properties of it. Sorry, products. Yeah, properties, and that and and those properties in taking in large doses can trigger. Um, a psychedelic experience. I've told you about a few times where I've smoked a certain type of strain where it put me in a psychedelic experience. It was very crazy, very vivid. But... Well, if you think about it, any distortion of length, time, anything like that is a mild hallucinogenic. How many times have you listened to a song while you were a little high or really high, that song felt like it was an hour yeah, or the music itself changed your body temperature. You ever had yeah. that? Where yeah. you feel like warm or you'll feel kind of cold. Like it's it's cool. Like, Or I was hiking when I was first smoking and I felt like my legs were like this tall yeah. and my arms were like crazy long and it felt like they were dragging yep. on the ground, but they weren't. I'm like, man. And that's usually when you first get into it if you don't understand proper microdosing. Well, there was no micro about it. It it was was just all... Yeah, go crazy. Well, because it was the same guy who was here when you had your first experience. Yeah. And it was, smoke this, smoke this, smoke this, smoke this, take this, all right, here. So I was like, all right. Just a My first experience with 100 milligrams was, you know, hey, here's this 115 milligram brownie. Oh, shit, normally we do like 20. All right, uh, sure, yeah, let's take that. And that was, at the time, the highest I had ever been. I actually had to lay down on the couch. I just put on music. And I had to, like, breathe because I got hot. I was, like, sweating. And probably, like, 15 minutes that I just had to breathe because it was too much. And I'm like... And then it was fine after that. But it was... That was insane. It was the highest I had ever been at the moment. And that's what's cool about, like, those discrete tablets is that you could take a bunch of them, but it's just increasing the amount of CBD that you're taking with it. Yeah. And so, yeah, you will get a little bit more of a euphoria from it, but it's not to the point where it's unbearable. Now, no. it could be, depending on how, I mean, if you sat there and ate them like Smarties. Oh, I'm they, they're 60 in a jar, so if you ate the whole thing, I'm sure you could feel something. Oh, you definitely feel it. And But that's the thing, it's, it's being able to have those right amount of doses but when we talk about the psychedelic experience even though 
cannabis is a mild hallucinogen and it can, it could trigger an event. But I've experienced with hallucinogens, I know you have, I go back to my Navy days where I did LSD multiple times. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't know or was introduced to it in a proper way. Yeah, and your dozing was insane. Yeah, I had uh, four... Four tabs, basically, your first time. Yep, very first time. And I wasn't told what it was. They gave it to me on a sugar cube, a couple sugar cubes, and said, put this in your mouth, don't chew it. I remember very vividly. Oh, yeah, you would. And then I went upstairs. I was talking to this girl that I was really interested in. She was much taller than me. I'm 5'8". She was six feet tall. Before the LSD or after? No, no. It was way before. And then it was when I was sitting down and I looked down at the carpet and the carpet started to move. Mm -hmm. Not because it was moving. It was because of... Perception. Yeah. It was totally altered. Reality at that moment. And I got to tell you that that wasn't a great entrance into what is, you know, medicine for the brain. And when doing it a hallucinogen like that one, it was done with the intent of let's just experience something crazy. But where you can look at microdosing with THC, you can do the same thing with psilocybin, which I think that is, and I, and I feel that is by far the best way to be able to use psychedelics, even though LSD does have its properties and it does very well in areas. But for myself, I have microdosed psilocybin for a while. And recently I did a three day on, and then I'm going three days off and then going to do another three days on just to experiment how I feel yeah. and why doing a microdose and, and talking about a microdose, I, I say that we're talking like a 10th of a gram here yep. that we were taking, yes. give or take, sometimes the 14th. Roughly. It's yeah. about a 10th. But it's about yeah. a 10th. And, you know, once 20 minutes goes by, there's no coming back. And for most people, they freak out about a psychedelic, right? If I ate four grams of psilocybin, which is a decent amount. It's a good trip. And if I took that 20 minutes later, if I haven't yacked it up, I'm I'm going for an entire ride. Oh, I mean, even if you do yak it up, you're still going for an entire oh, ride. you totally are. You're yeah. going to go for a crazy ride. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot, right? It's just like the same with THC. Well, so but it's the intent. So well, it is. There but, is value if you guys, one of our audience members messaged in and was like, hey, you should talk about psilocybin as well if you guys want. Um, and like it is good in higher doses. There is certain value. Yes. Um, like John Hopkins University has done lots of studies on it. There's playlists. There's medical things that are being done that you can use psilocybin with specific doses and all of this stuff to help heal from PTSD or depression or all of these things sometimes for their life. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, being, and the reason why I got into, you introduced me to it. And when I started, um, it was more of the sensation that I got at first was vivid colors. That's it. Just everything's brighter. Um, I had a lot of energy, lots of energy. You have like youthful energy. Yeah. Is what I, that's what it was, is uh, with microdosing is colors are brighter. You feel more connected. 
I yeah. at least I I feel more connected to people, to earth, to plants, to well, and I don't know if you get this, whatever. but it, it also makes me just a little bit randy, if we're going to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because it is it's one of those properties. I'm just like, oh, this, this but at the good. same time, I think it's get also it misses. It could be, but it's if you have so much stress, like lately, I feel like life has been too much, and I feel yeah. like I've been in a funk. And you've noticed that. Like yeah, I, I, have. I haven't done anywhere near the stuff that I normally would do. And well, because just, it's hard. Life's hard, dude. Yeah. And then I feel like um, I took probably two or three micros in the last week. Um, and? And I have been more present. I have gotten so much stuff done. And I don't have the same like depression and anxiety that's hanging over me but i have this like weirdness of i don't know what to do with all of my time yeah yeah no i get that i've i've had those things in funks where it's and that's what i really like about why i i would encourage i don't know if i should say yeah i don't care i i would encourage those to be able to explore that a route. I've talked to so many different individuals who are extremely religious mm-hmm. to those who are very anti-religion, but they have this similar experience on on microdosing with psilocybin because then they're kind of able to let go of all that bullshit. You can let go of your ego. Yeah, you do. You let go of it. You you accept responsibility for certain things. And again, it goes with the intent though. Intent yeah. isn't necessarily like, I want to be able to be more clear-headed. Like, just going to the intent going, this is going to help me and I'm going to let it do what it needs to do. Yeah. And it really gives me this, like, like I, so this is kind of funny with intent. When I went camping, second day into camping, I'm not really jazzed to be camping at this point because it keeps what? fucking no. raining. But yeah, it did rain a lot. Oh my gosh, crazy amount of rain. And I took it, but I took it with the intent of, I don't want to feel upset. And it was very strange because I felt very uncomfortable and very like almost disoriented. It was very strange. Yeah. Because I normally don't feel that. Yeah. And I felt disoriented and I'm just like, it always goes with the intent with it. It's an experience that is not, psychedelic in any way i don't feel psychedelic i feel more grounded i feel like it's what the promise of an antidepressant is supposed to be yes exactly and i feel so short term i haven't used antidepressants in years i i did for a little while yeah you've been a lot better with them than you did before yeah i was really dependent upon huge like a huge step yeah i'm 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 way more present not 100% because of how I am is anyone I'm no not in this day and age you know uh but I will say that when you know recently been going through a lot of anxiety a lot of waking up with anxiety you know you've you've had the same things right and it became to the point where my blood pressure was going higher and when talking to a doc he's just like yeah you know we can try you on Wellbutrin for an anti-anxiety medication. And part of me really wanted that relief that 
those medications would do for me in the past, but they're not intended for long-term use. Yeah. But there are people who've been on them for years, decades. But people are prescribed like they are. Right. So, And it's so open. But when you think about psilocybin, like honestly, it, it how long does it take? Like if you take uh, Celexa, mm-hmm. right? I've been on Celexa and 20 milligrams, which is not a large dose, but it was, I'm very sensitive to medications. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking this one. Dude, it took two weeks till I started to feel something from it. Holy shit. And most of it, and they, they're like, yeah, it takes a while to get into your system. It's not going to be like, take it and it's gone. Yeah. And it got to the point where it affected me in so many different ways in my life. Where physically, emotionally, like it just, I didn't feel, I didn't pick up on things. Yeah. We just focused on work. Well, because you're not as present. And no. you miss all of that. It's tough. Yeah. It's the struggle. So um, I, when I went down to talk to my grandma and give her those things for her head, um, one of my cousins was in town. I haven't seen him in ages. He's been married probably 14 years, something like that. They were going to say 14 times. No. Just to the, like, just once. Um, Damn, son. But I don't think I've ever talked to his wife his entire time. Mm. and she was there and they live in Jersey now and she was talking about how different it is because she was like yeah a lot of people here in Utah are LDS or Mormon as a lot of people outside of Utah know it and she she was talking about how so many of her friends have left the church have left that religion because they were so used to being prescribed all of these medications and all of this stuff for depression and anxiety and all of that. And they said, you know what I realized I needed? An edible or a glass of wine. I haven't used any of these medications. I don't have any of these problems now. That was all I needed. Well, yeah, I mean, it plagues most people who who have some type of faith. They There are certain things that are taboo to them because of yeah. belief structures or whatever, but it's exactly that because, and that's, and I'm not trying to shit on doctors here because there's doctors that listen to this. And there's, there is value in medicine. 100%. But when it comes to psychotropic medications, SSRIs, and I have, I've, I've a long history with mental health, not necessarily just myself, but working by being, in working yeah. within the mental health community for a long time. When you're introducing these medications that are in, that are intended for short-term use, but they don't use them short-term use because they find that the body becomes more addicted to them. I was addicted to Celexa. I was addicted. And the reason why I know that is when I tried to get off of it, my body was a wreck. I was so fucked up. My body hurt. My joints hurt. I was disoriented and all I wanted to do was go away. And I called my doctor's office and said, I need this prescription filled right away. And because my body was going through that withdrawal and just wanting it, it was hurting me. Yeah. Like I almost like imagine it like venom in, you know, like the Spider-Man universe, like it takes over people. Right. I mean like that guy, that's what it felt like. It was trying to kick my ass saying, give us what we want. Yeah. Because it had introduced all these things. And I just, it was so hard on my body. I had to take it again. 
And it wasn't until using cannabis that it got me to the point where I could not feel those effects by using a good dose of THC every day yeah. got me past it. And, and you could wean yourself off. Right. And then when I went back on anti-anxiety medications again due to life and I'm just a wreck, I was able to get off that much easier because I knew what to be, how to dose myself. I was still using cannabis, which I thought was more of a, like a prophylactic for the medication I was taking. So that, that should tell you something, right? But when you talk about like psilocybin, the one thing that I really enjoy about having a microdose is that one, after you get over this weird fear, the first time you're doing any type of, you know, plant-based medicine, psychedelic, is that this isn't going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. And it's such a low dose. You know, it was interesting. So um, what actually got me to consider LSD or psilocybin in the first place is I was using cannabis because my buddy had gone, oh, there's a medical patent that the government holds for that. So I went and researched and was like, oh shit, yeah, they do. Okay. So then I started using it and I started doing more research. And there's a document that's put out by the United States government. And it talks about um, harmfulness, the dangerousness of drugs. And it puts cannabis in this list and it's about here. And then LSD and psilocybin are way down here. Yeah. And I'm going, so this plant that has never killed anyone, that there is no dose that we know of that will kill anyone, that we have an endocannabinoid system for, you're saying is way up here on the like harmful, dangerous scale, and yet these ones that are psychedelic hallucinogenic like way different than that are down are here down here well dude, in as far as how dangerous they are if you think about it dude like and it's just conspiracy theory about that one but if you're trying to take away any type of distraction what do you do well you villainize something else right because i'm sure cocaine and heroin during those times of the early drug days it was always there was a huge war on THC on any kind of marijuana. Yeah. Well, right? it's all against the... But you it, think about it's it. It's always back to the stupid races. It, it, well, it, not only just that, but I mean, you think back through history. Like, you know, Napoleon, when they were going through Africa, and there was parts of Africa where they would smoke cannabis over there, The his troops were forbidden to be able to smoke it because they became more complacent mm-hmm. and more... Le- they less were less fight. Yeah, they were less aggressive. Yep, and he he banned them from it. He's like, yeah. no, you can't do that because they were probably going, what the? I don't know that. Understand why we are fucking fighting these people, right? Yeah. I mean, he was well, and and if you can criminalize other people and make them look terrible because of a plant, and if you're trying to distract people, them from something else, yeah, whatever, you like make people afraid of them too. Yeah, and it becomes this weird thing of like, it's dumb. It it's is really dumb. And that's why like when we take that like lethality rate over there, and if you think cannabis is above that, then that's where that safety needs to kind of feel and lie. Now I'm not suggesting that everybody goes and try a microdose. What I am suggesting is that you put in your research and your time to be able to understand what the properties of it are, listen to other people's experiences. Do your own research. Yeah, absolutely. And the really great part though for me personally is one 
I know when I need to be able to take a microdose because I am hyper-focusing on things that I cannot change. I feel stuck. Yeah, you feel stuck because when you get into that... Like mm, I hang on to a ton of energy. Yeah. And I can't let it go. That's when I know. So, um, as you guys may or may not know through listening to the show, I've been divorced for a long time. Mm. And sometimes that can be fun. Mm-hmm. And you go through court times. And this last year has been a big mess of going through that stuff. And I felt like there was this this hatred that I had grown for someone that I never had. Yeah. And I don't like hating because I don't feel like I... You don't want to waste that energy. I don't hold space for that. Yeah. I don't hold space for hatred. And so it was just... I I hated hating. Like, yeah, that's it. I hated hating. And I felt like I needed to get rid of that energy and I needed to let it move on. And I took a microdose. Yeah. I didn't need a macrodose. I didn't need anything more. I needed that plant medicine to come in to let my mind think through these things, feel what I needed to, release what I needed to, and let go of it. Yeah. Because it's like we hang on to everything. Like how many of us are just broken, messed up, fucked up little kids? Oh, we're totally fucked like that's, up. That's all we are. This is just a bunch of old little fucked up kids who got picked on or, you know, their parents didn't do whatever we, I don't know. We're all messed up in our own ways. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's the part that I, when I think about using a microdose on that side for THC or for psilocybin, it's it's just a nice way to be able to kind of feel a little bit more grounded with yourself and get that promise that it's said on the side of the bottle for whatever antidepressant that you're taking because... And I'm not saying you should jump off stuff and start using this. Like you need no. to work with your doctor if you want to be able to get off that stuff because you are physically dependent upon it. Yeah. And I'm not here to grand ban or grandstand for, yeah. you know, get off these medications. These medications are very helpful. They have they can, saved. They can be. They can be. They have saved the lives. They can be harmful. In, but, yeah, but, but if you've been on it, you probably know that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's saved the life of somebody very, very, very close to me. It would have been... Me- uh, beyond i'm incredibly right. thankful for that yeah. right and and those medications have helped them and they have continued to help them and it takes time yeah but you know when i think of psilocybin i think of all of the great properties of it that's one of the areas that i look at i'm like for me when i'm going through those hard times like i have a bottle of wellbutrin at my house i filled the prescription yeah and i haven't taken one because I'm like, you know what? I know that a microdose can help me with this right now. And I don't have to take it every day. I don't no. even have to take it all the time. No. I could do a few microdoses a month. And that would be great. But that would be pretty, that's a lot. Yeah. I know people who are doing like crazy amounts. Like, oh, I've been ta- I take it every day. Like a might Silicon vitamin. Slopes has a whole schedule for it. Yep. Like there's, yeah. I followed a microdosing schedule for a while. And it's. You know, it's getting more notice recognition, which I wish cannabis would one day, but yeah. we all know how that's Captain's going. That, yeah. uh, but it, it's totally fine because we're getting more and more acceptable towards psychedelics, right? Like ketamine treatments and all those other things. But, you know, before you jump into, hey, let somebody shoot up a synthetic into my body and, you know, hopefully this helps me deal with whatever shit I got going in my past, psilocybin... 
helps you to be focused on the present and helps you to let go of a lot of the things that you've been pent up about. Yeah. And like you said, it just kind of lets your ego, like it gives your ego a break going, bro, that's I why I'm not. Yeah. Incredible trips of, and everyone's different. Right. And you, I think if you, I think there's great value in psilocybin. And if you, too. if you feel like you have a, a decent level on your mental stability, where you're at, microdoses and stuff on your own is great. But if you feel like you really have, you know, some issues or things that you're struggling with, maybe find a professional. There are places that do that around, that do psilocybin um, trials and do psilocybin yeah. clinics and that. And you can use that to actually heal from these problems and these issues because like... It's a lot of us holding on to yeah, shit and just not letting go of it. It is. I have let go of a lot of shit through my trips because it's like, damn, I was, I was an angry person. Like I hung on to so much stuff. And it yeah. didn't serve anyone. So well, and the worst part, it doesn't serve you, and and that's what you have to be able to focus on. That's why you, that's why we consume plant medicine. That's why we enjoy cannabis. We enjoy cannabis on the on the both the medicinal and the recreational side. And the great reason why we do that is because well, we're in control. Yeah. We know exactly what's going on. I I just I don't imbibe alcohol by any means, just because it doesn't do well with my body. I do miss the buzz sometimes every once in a blue moon, but I yeah. miss more than anything is a really nice cold beer right in the middle of a hot day. I don't drink often, but I had one of those the other day and it was nice. It's nice, yeah, right? So it's nice. And so I had one for you. We'll say dude. Well, I mean, but I, I would even do non-alcoholic beer just because of the taste. I, I enjoy oh, the yeah. taste and there's a lot of new mm. ones out there now. But, I should look into that because I like the flavor, but, yeah. I, I like the flavor because it's just good. I just yeah. like the flavor. But, you know, it's, and, and for me being, you know, a part of the LDS church, I'm open about this. I'm very open about it. I'm open about my cannabis use. I mean, shit, if they didn't know, they know now. Yeah, right. But that would be ridiculous. <laughs> As many people we reach. But on the other side is, is that I'm open about it because I want that conversation to be started with those who are in a faith-based church that has had a very long reputation of saying that everything that a doctor doesn't prescribe you is evil. It's bad for you. It's going to hurt you. It's not going to help you. Which is interesting because it's literally just a plant that grows in the ground. Which, I mean, the LDS Church does know that, but because they own lots of ground where cannabis is grown. So They even helped fund one of these uh, CBD grows. And, And that's the thing. It's they know that the properties are there. So if you think about it with the LDS church and a lot of the, the uh, perception of LDS people outside of that, because I'm a different kind, but you're going to notice that there's a lot more like me, more than you think. But I think if you're outside of Utah, you'll feel you'll meet more of the real people. Yeah, and what, but even here, outside. they're starting to more waken up, and that's that's why I'm open about what I do. And when I talk about psilocybin with somebody, I'm like, Look, this is just my experience, but what you need to do is you need to research it and figure out because yeah. I have met people very well-to-do, astute people within the business world that are very quiet about their psilocybin use, and they're growing it, and they are 
medicating themselves and they have gotten past the craziest trials that happened to them at youth that still affect them today. And he's terrified to be able to talk to his wife about it. He's hmm. terrified to talk to his kids about it. Yeah. Because he's feeling this. And and I, I want those individuals who are listening to this who may be of, of the faith that I follow or faith. of any other faith. Yeah. Think about that. When this plant is just a plant and there's properties to it that actually can work within your body, I, I don't know... <laughs> Of everything, any prescription drug out there, there are ones that are there to help you. But there's also ones that they have no idea what they do and they just had an effect. And, and they're, they're like, going, oh, cool. Let's we can this. sell that. Yeah, we can sell an effect. Yeah, we can do that. And yeah. it, it doesn't take it away. But psilocybin has definitely been able to help with anxiety. It helps with those really deep, dark times in your life yeah. where you feel like you're a piece of shit and you're uh, not contributing anything to anybody. It's a good time to go on a microdose, or even maybe a real trip at that moment. Yeah, but but it those are all depends on you. And then, and that's the thing, like you know, both THC and psilocybin can be scary to people who are not very accustomed to it. I think that the youth that are coming up appreciate it more. You know, my sons ask me like, "Hey, Dad, when can we do it together?" I'm like, "When you're old enough to be able to consume it," because one, it's not necessarily just the law over there, but I'm trying yeah. to be able to, because his intent is not to do what we use it for uh, and my, what our listeners use it for. My oldest wants to, when she's older, when there's need to or something, yeah. or when she's older, but she knows like, until I see that there's like science or something, I'm like, all right. I need a little bit more clarification. I don't, I don't see science one way or the other really. And it's, there's a lot of talk on both sides, but there's not a lot of actual supported data. Right. It's so very anecdotal. That's what I'm looking for is I'm like, I don't see anything out there yet. And you don't have a like direct need for this. Yes, you could value or benefit from certain cannabinoids, but is THC necessary or one of them at this moment? No, and that's that's the hard part because it's like you want those good attributes that yeah. we enjoy, you know, on the regular. But she made me like on Father's Day this a bunch of like stoner memes and things, and then at the bottom it was signed like, "Hopefully your future smoking buddy." And I was like, "Oh my god, I would oh, love to smoke funny. with you when you're older." <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing I told my son. I was like, you know, when, you know, I'll be the first guy to, to be able to roll that first joint with you. Yeah. You know, and, you know, will he possibly experiment? I, I think that's a high likability. I'm not for that. But my concern, maybe this is a whole nother discussion for another episode. It is. Um, but yeah, it, just going back, you know, when we talk about microdosing over there, do it responsibly. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're new to it, low and slow. Low and slow. It's Go check game. out down below. We are partnered with Discreet. Um that you know, they've been really generous first off first first purchase is 20% off. Oh, hell yeah. And it's absolutely awesome. Use code school at checkout. Like I said, you can see nice. the link down below in the show notes, yeah. And then also just or think, you can go to our website. Yeah. It's also down on there under the products. Yeah. Go to the website, check, check it out. Let us know what you think about that. And, and that's a great way to be able to get a hold of us as well. Yeah. 
And also, um, thank all of the Patreon supporters every single month. We, we appreciate, you know, every dollar counts. It really does help to be able to support our show. We put a lot of effort into this one and we're trying to be able to make this even better yeah. experience. So we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We love you guys. All of yeah. you. I mean, not, not just our Patreon supporters. I don't want to get no. that twisted. It, we love all of you guys because you guys are there every week. You're listening to us and hopefully you're getting some entertainment and some education at the exact same time. We hope you take this. Please use responsibly, especially when we're talking about microdosing over there with people who are not introduced to the cannabis world. That's why we partnered with Discreet. We feel like it's going to be a great product to be able to slowly get into it. Yeah. And you won't feel... Um, Check them out. Yeah. Give them, give them a shot. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us what you think. But All right. Catch y'all next week. Take care, everybody.